You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the leading SEO, pay-per-click, social media, content marketing, and email marketing authorities come to share their secrets. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, OneClick Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, OneClick Lindsay. Today, I have a very special guest for you. His name is Mr. Tom Schwab. I know I have heard of him. I'm sure all of you have heard of him. He's all over the internet. He calls himself a digital marketing engineer, so I think he would make the perfect guest for the Traffic and Leads podcast. So I'm going to bring him on. He's going to tell us a little bit more about himself. Welcome to the show, Tom. How's it going? Well, let's see. I'm thrilled to be here. And I, I guess if you've heard of me, that means I'm either famous on the internet or infamous. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> let, I'll let the viewer or the listeners decide. Or there's a third option. You're very good at online marketing because I see your name everywhere. Thank Is that you. fair? Fair enough. <laughs> um, so you call yourself a digital marketing engineer. Tell us why you call yourself that and a little bit more about you. Sure. I I am an engineer at heart. Um, I went to the U.S. Naval Academy. My degree is in engineering. And my first job out of college was running a nuclear power plant. And I always say that I've run a nuclear power plant and I've run a small business. And one of them was easy because it came with an instruction manual. And so I've always looked at the world as, you know, an engineering problem to solve, uh, a system to be optimized. And so, you know, while I went back and got my MBA in marketing, I always considered myself uh, an engineer. Um, And even as I went through inbound marketing, I would look at it and say, you know, how can we build a system on this? How can we do it so it's reproducible, so we can get better results with it? Um, And I'm really excited because, you know, to me, that's that's what makes a business and not just a one-time magic trick. Fair enough. So, um, so it seems like one of your true loves is podcasting, but it sounds like you do, you like podcasting, but you like all the other, um, internet marketing options as well. Is that fair? Well, I would say that I love podcasting, but to be honest, Lindsay, I don't like all the work that goes into it. Anybody that tells you that doing a podcast is easy has either never done it or never done it well. So I love being on podcasts, but uh, as I look at the podcasters that do all the work, my hats go off to them, and I thank you for all of that. But I just looked at it from a return on investment standpoint and said, boy, being a podcast guest gets you you know, even more return with less um, input into it. And to me, it's sort of the, the Tim Ferriss four-hour workweek hack um, on how to use podcasts. Okay, so so you don't currently have your own podcast? Uh, no, I'm. I would have to say that I'm, I'm more lazy on that. I've been on almost <laughs> 400 podcasts, and people keep um, asking me when I'm going to start my own, and I keep saying, "Well, uh, when I've run out of other people's podcasts to, to be on and to reach out to people that way." Um, to me, it's almost like guest blogging, right? You can either start your own blog and start it from scratch and build it up there, or you can go on other established platforms. Uh, so. To me, it's it's sort of uh, optimizing the system that way. Yeah, and straight up, I mean, that's why like I see you everywhere because you've been on all these podcasts, and you know, obviously, I'm in those groups, and I like podcasts, so I see your name as a guest everywhere. So, what is your so for those of us listening, those who have never been on a podcast before, what are the steps to getting a host to interview us on a podcast? Sure, and the thing is, is that there's 350,000 podcasts right now. Getting on a podcast—that's the easy part, you know. Anybody that's listening to this 
you know, go to New and Noteworthy and you could reach out to a podcaster, you know, and probably be on their show tomorrow. The thing is, is that it may not be the right one for you. So really, you have to start out and say, you know, who do I want to speak to? You know, it's not the biggest audience. It's really the most focused audience. And, and who could I add value to? Who could um, I connect with my ideal customers? And then um, I always talk about, you know, that there's, there's secrets to getting on a podcast. But the thing is, is they're really not secrets. They're common sense. You know, uh, if you want to get on a podcast, don't just start off with a cold email that says, hey, I want something from you. No, you know, give, give. Give, give, ask. Uh, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk calls jab, 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 right hook. And I think it's mm-hmm. the same thing. So follow that podcast. See if it's a good one. Make some comments. Follow them on social media. And then reach out to the host and say, hey, I've got this information to add value to your audience. What do you think of that? And I tell you what, if, if you've shared their content, if you've listened to a, or if you've left a review on their podcast, they'll probably know who you are and you've got a much better chance uh, doing that than just trying to, to robo um, blast them with an email. Fair enough. So do you personally, you being the busy businessman you are, do you personally do that or do you outsource it to somebody or systemize it somehow? You know, the way I look at it is that um, I've systematized it. Um, You know, one of our best customers told me one time, he said, Sinatra only sang. And I said, what do you mean by that? He says, there's certain things that only I can do. And I want to do those, which is, you know, doing a podcast interview. He said, everything else can be, uh, can be, um, um, leveraged out. And so that's one of the things that we do at Interview Valet, you know, helping you find the ideal podcast, um, pitching it to the host, taking care of all the scheduling, all the preparation. So you know exactly, you know, what podcast you're going on, a little bit about the host, about the audience, about the questions. And then really, it's not just being on the podcast, but then you've got to build the engine afterwards. So what are you going to talk about for calls to action? Where are you going to send them? And then promoting it on social media. So there's an entire marketing system with it. And in some ways, people will say, well, I I don't want to do all of those steps. And I I sort of think back when I, I made a cake one time in high school and I didn't know what baking powder was. And I figured it wasn't important. I didn't like the taste of it. So I'll just leave it out. And what I found is that if you take a proven recipe and leave out a couple ingredients or a couple of steps, you're not going to get the same results. So whatever you do, whether or not you do it yourself or have somebody else do it, just make sure that you're following all the best practices. Wow, that's very true. Okay, so I've heard you claim that interviews convert 25 times better than blogs. Why don't you expound on that a little bit more? Yeah, and if you understand why, you start scratching your head and go, wow, I would have thought it would have been more than that. And we've had interviews convert visitors to leads at 25, 50, some even up to 75%. And the reason is, is because if you just, you know, read a blog, you're probably skimming 600 words. And then there's a call to action at the bottom. So really, there hasn't been a whole lot of investment there. Now, if you think about from a podcast interview, if you've listened to somebody for 30 or 45 minutes, you've gotten to understand them, you understand who they work with, how they help people, you've probably either decided, I really like this person or I don't. And the thing is, is that if you're not engaged with them, that's fine, you listen, you go on to the next one. But if you are, that's when you go to their website 
and become a visitor. And so when people do that, they've already heard so much more about you. They've come there on a mission to get something that you've talked about in your podcast, and they come there ready to engage with you. So with that, you'd almost expect that it's almost like the difference between cold traffic, warm traffic, and this is almost like hot traffic. They've listened to you for a half hour or 45 minutes. So they they come there ready to engage. Fair enough. So when we're talking about generating traffic through podcast interviews, is it fair to say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, um, most podcasts don't get a ton of listeners. And so is it worth people's time to go get interviewed on podcasts to get that few people that might listen to that podcast to come to their website? Uh, very, like, tell me about that. Very much so, Lindsay. And this is one of the things that I struggled with at the beginning and that we have new clients that struggle with because everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, a lot of people look at it and say, I want to be on the biggest podcast. And let me give you an example. Early on, I was on a podcast that had 40,000 downloads and I was thinking, oh, this is great. Well, from there, I got about two dozen leads. I was happy with it, but shortly afterwards, I went on a podcast that had 300 downloads. The host told me that's what they had, and I'm like, I still think it's a great podcast. I want to be here. I want to talk with the host. Lindsay, do you know from that, 300 listeners or downloads, I got 150 leads and sold $25,000 worth of product. So from that standpoint, it's like there's more fish in the ocean, but if you can find a barrel of fish, you'd much rather go there. And another example that I use for people is like, would you rather I gave you 30 minutes to talk with your ideal customers that wanted to listen to you in a in a conference room, or would you rather five minutes at the Super Bowl? And a lot of people would say, oh, five minutes at the Super Bowl. Well, the thing is, is that nobody at the Super Bowl wants to hear you. They would probably hate you because you're just an interruption of what they're there for. You're much, much better off getting in front of a smaller niche crowd that is interested in what you're talking about. And that's what podcasts really are. Wow. So you were on a podcast that got 300 listeners, 150 of those, half of those uh, became uh, became a client or became a lead? Became, became a lead. How in the heck did you have a conversion rate like that? What, what kind of page were you sending them to? I was, Tell me well, your secrets. It's really not so much the page of what I was offering them. And so here, let me pull behind the curtain here. Yes, please. Uh, we've done this, like I said, I'm a marketing engineer, so I test everything. And when we first started doing podcasts, we'd send them to the homepage. Well, you know, the homepage is gonna change over time. So that's not the best place to send them. The other thing from an e-commerce perspective, um, anybody that hears me has no idea what my website looks like, has no idea what I look like. So if they get to a site, they're not quite sure if it's right or not. So what we do is we send them to a dedicated, we call it a welcome page. I'm not gonna force you to you know, squeeze you into giving me your lead. If you wanna look around, that's fine. So with that, it would be, let's, let's do this example. We'll pull behind the curtain here. Interviewvalet.com forward slash Lindsay. Okay. So when you go there, what your first thing you're going to see is you're going to see the podcast artwork for this podcast, right? That's a trust seal. The next thing you're going to see is Lindsay's picture. So even if you're on a mobile device, you're like, boom, I'm at the right place. And then we'll talk about what we talked about in the um, uh, in the interview. And at the end, 
I'll give a few offers there. So the ones I typically do is there's an infographic that I have. It's nine secrets to get on your first podcast. There's also the checklist that I use for every interview. You know, they say checklists are written in blood, somebody else's blood. So don't make the same mistakes. So that's a great resource for people. And then there's even a 30-minute training. It's a a webinar that we recorded so that if you want to learn more about this, that you can go there. So those were the kinds of offers that I made. And then we also, at that time, um, had a digital course that we were selling. And that's really where the sales came from. So if you think about it, you're, what you're trying to do is give chance, give people a chance to move from being listeners to visitors to leads and give them different ways, you know, um, give them one place to go so it's not confusing, but then give them three different ways to say yes, you know, a little yes, you know, an infographic. It's not even behind a login page, you know, uh, a checklist. Okay, well, that's behind a, a form and then a 30 minute training. And then there's also the opportunity to go onto the site and look around and buy other things. So give them different ways to say yes, a a little yes, a medium-sized yes, and then a great big heck yes. Wow. So you, let's dive into that a little bit more. You call yourself, and I totally agree, you're a digital marketing engineer. So, you know, um, logic and testing would tell you that on a landing page, you're supposed to really only have like one call to action, but you're calling this kind of like a, st- a, a hybrid of a landing page because you're giving them three or four options. How do, and that works, it sounds like. Right. Because on a, on a podcast, what, you know, I believe the reasons that it works is because if you only give one, a person, um, one opportunity to, to say yes, well, then you're only giving them, you know, one reason. But if you can talk about different things throughout the, the podcast interview that is helpful, sort of that next stage, that makes sense. And the thing is, is that that traffic that's going to that page only came there from the podcast. You know, it's not going to be searchable, you know, interviewvalet.com forward slash Lindsay. The only way you're going to get that is if you heard us here. And the other nice thing that does, too, is it allows you to to do the metrics and the analytics to figure out where your traffic is coming from and attribute that to to the proper source. I like it. Hey, it's One Click Lindsay here. I wanted to interrupt this interview to tell you about something cool we're doing over at Traffic and Leads. Are not enough people coming to your website? Are you spending all day writing blog posts hoping it will help? Guess what? I can help. I host a free webinar one Thursday a month that will walk you through doing your own SEO as good as the huge marketing companies without buying any expensive software, without spending any money, without being a tech wizard. And best of all, you can implement this no matter what industry you're in or what your background is. You'll get to see the same campaigns I've run for over 19 companies that have produced 2,800 visitors within four months. See, driving traffic to your website is like baking a cake. With the right ingredients, it's easy to get right. But if you're missing one, it's almost impossible. So if this is what you're looking for in your business, then join me for our free webinar. More information can be found at the trafficandleadspodcast.com. Now back to the show. Okay, let's talk, if you don't mind. Since you're pulling back the curtain anyway, let's talk about the email sequence that follows up any of those clicks. Are they all the same sequence, different sequence, or no sequence? Um, Different sequences. So based on what they clicked, there's different sequences on there. And really, um, if you've already downloaded something, I'm not going to offer that up again. You know, that's 
that doesn't work. So there's different sequences based off of that. And really one of the things that, that I want people to do is to engage with me as much as possible and to build that trust. Um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, talks about jab, 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 right hook. You know, I, my thought is serve, 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 and then they'll ask to buy. And really, you know, ultimately, I'm looking for great customers, great lifetime customers, not just a quick transaction. I really believe, you know, from my e-commerce experiences that it's never been easier to sell something online, but it's never been harder to build a brand, um, build a company or make a profit. Right. So would you say, so when you're looking for customers for Interview Valet, would you say, like the number one way you get leads is through this way that you've just told us. You're interviewed on podcasts, you give them a page, they download one of three or four things, and then they enter your funnel. Uh, correct. It's, it's interesting because some of them will go through the funnel and it'll be a longer sales process. There are others that will just hear the the podcast and you know they'll go to that page and I put all my social media links there, my emails so that you don't have to remember and write everything down. Some of them will just hear me on the podcast, go to that page and uh, you know send me an email that says, you know, hey, let's let's work together. I'd like to find out more about this. Wow. And you and Interval, Interview Valet will do all of those steps for you including like basically you just have to show up for a, an interview and you guys will do the rest. Correct. And so we do everything from uh, prospecting the right podcast. We do it uh, preparing you. Uh, we do the welcome pages. We do promoting on social media. We don't, wow. we don't do all of the funnels. Um, that's something we could do, but there's some people that, that do that great. And that's just not our, our core that we focused on. That's very, very cool. Let's talk about promoting your podcast interviews on social media. What what process do you take your customers through? Yeah, the first thing is, where are your ideal customers? People always ask, you know, where should I be on social media? And the answer is really easy. Where are your customers? Because if your customers aren't there, why would you be? And the example I always give is when my daughter was in junior high, she came up to me and she said, Dad, you need to be on Instagram. And I said, well, why? And she said, because everybody's on Instagram. And granted, this was a, a number of years ago. She's a senior in high school now. But I asked her, well, who's everybody? And she said, well, me and all my friends. <laughs> and so I, I use that analogy because it would be creepy for me to be on Instagram <laughs> at that point because teenage girls were on it. But it would also be a waste of time. And I, I sometimes talk to clients about that. And it's like, well, why do you want to be on there? Oh, because everybody talks about that. I'm like, do your customers talk about that? And one of the things I love about podcast interviews is, you know, as an engineer, uh, writing doesn't come naturally to me, but talking does. Uh, if you haven't noticed, I'm a little bit of an extrovert from that standpoint. And so I can take these interviews, these audio interviews, and tra have them transcribed for a dollar a minute. Well, guess what? There's probably a few great blogs in here. There's probably frequently asked questions that I could pull out of this. You know, if I talk for 30 minutes, chances are I'll have a 140 characters of wisdom in there somewhere. Somewhere. So I can yeah, <laughs> I can go through and and highlight that and give it to a VA and say, hey, here's a couple of tweets to you know put in the um, very uh, cool in there, or even just take the the audio, make clips out of it, put some B-roll footage over it, and you can make little videos out of it too. So to me, it's the easiest content to produce and the easiest to reproduce on there also. 
Wow. Very cool. Thank you for that. You're kind of giving us all of Interview Valet secrets here. Well, and the thing is, is that there's no secrets. I mean, uh, I, I, I openly share what we do. You know, it's, it's not magic. It's just a system. And, you know, if you want to use this system yourself, you can. But what we found is so many clients came back to us and they're like, yeah, I understand the system, but I don't have the time to do the system right. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not an accountant. I'm sure I'm smart enough that if I spent years and years uh, trying to figure out the tax code, I'm smart enough to do it, but it's just not worth my time. And mm-hmm. what we see is our clients, you know, the best ones realize that the thing that they can do the best is talk directly to ideal customers. So we set them up to do that. And, you know, they can take a half hour each week and talk to, to thousands of ideal customers. Wow, that's cool. So let's talk. So you have a book coming out, although when this interview airs, your book will already be out. Can you give us a little any hints or ideas on your launch strategy for that? Uh, sure. I, I use the same thing that I teach. So for me, you know, Podcast Guest Profits is the book that's coming out. And it basically just tells our story about doing this and, and shows the, the platform and the, and the system that we put together for this. So since I've been on so many other podcasts already and had sent people to that, that, those landing pages, well, with that, I already knew which ones drove the most traffic. Those were the people that sort of resonated with this message. So I reached back out to them and said, hey, I'd love to be back on your podcast to talk about the book. I already had that relationship there. Um, so that was important. Um, I also knew those podcasters where I had, had gotten traffic from before. So you better believe that I reached out to them and said, hey, would you like an advanced copy? You know, could I get your endorsement on this? Sort of get their buy-in on that. So I'm just really using it from that standpoint. Now, That's cool. sometimes we'll have, we work with authors that want to do a big blitz um, and say, you know, hey, get me on a dozen, get me on two dozen podcasts and let me promote the book that way. You know, we didn't we don't work with uh, Chris Drucker, but I always point to him as he's the guy that taught me how to do that. If you look at virtual freedom, he went on all these different podcasts talked about it. I mean, he was in the Philippines and he did a, a massive book tour in the U.S. from the Philippines. So I think that virtual book tour um, can be powerful um, for people, especially if you want a, a big boost in your um, in your sales when it first comes out. So you can sort of go up the rankings. Uh, you can coordinate all those interviews to, to release like within a week. Um, and that's a good strategy to do it for it. You know, for me, I'm just looking at long term with that. So just continually talking about that on whenever I'm you know doing live events, um, speaking or on podcasts. Very, very cool. Okay, now I want to go into a new segment of the show, which is basically kind of asking you your experience with online marketing. Like, have you have you ever like hired an SEO firm and maybe it didn't work out and lessons learned from that? Or maybe you tried your own PPC campaign. Just can you tell us your, your general interaction with like online marketing and how that's worked for you in the past? Sure. I, I love online marketing. Um, I built an e-commerce uh, company a uh, number of years ago from a regional player to a national leader uh, wow. and, and sold that company. And that's really where I really cut my teeth on digital marketing and, and inbound marketing. And there's some dark areas in that, too. And I, I call this one my pay-per-click addiction. Because uh, when I, I started the business, I realized, wow, this is great. All you do is buy some AdWords, you get some traffic, and 
you get some sales out of it. And I thought, this is great. So I would go ahead and buy a little bit more traffic or a little bit more ads. But you know, Lindsay, one of the things that I realized is this is a, uh, a perfect economic system. So with time, the cost of leads, the cost of customers through that medium kept going up. And it was like an addiction because the, the price of the drug kept going up, but I needed more and more of it to grow my business. And it didn't take me long to figure out that as I looked at the track it was going on, soon, you know, uh, within you know a, a couple of years, it would have been where my cost of customer acquisition would have been greater than my cost of profits. And then I'd be in the old, you know, um, the old joke of losing money on each customer, but making it up in volume. And I just realized that that wasn't a way to do it. And that's where I, um, I shifted more to a content strategy. And everything I talk about with, you know, podcast guest profits with interview valet, it's just inbound marketing or content marketing. And we're just using um, podcasts as the content. So really, I, I, that's, you know, that was my dark days where I was trying to buy traffic. And uh, it, uh, it, it just kept getting more expensive and realized that, um, that I was trading dollars for traffic. And I think that if you put out evergreen content, good content, what we see is that not only do you get traffic, but you get like the SEO backlinks from yeah. podcast interviews. And it's, all, it's also evergreen. You know, we're recording this in the fall of 2016, and I guarantee you there's somebody in 2020 right now listening to this going, wow, this is great. And right. they, they never would have gotten that had I bought an ad. You know, the ad is a spend. I, I look at content like we're doing here as an invest. Yeah, I, I, I love I love. Thank you very much for sharing that. Um, as far as when you go and post interviews and when you are posting on your own website, do you do any SEO? Do you have like Yoast SEO plugin on there? Do you have a team kind of SEOing it or is SEO not part of your strategy? Uh, we do. I mean, the we have got Yoast SEO in there and we try to optimize it. And so for me, it's it's, it's user optimization. I want to make it easy to be found. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that that always bothered me about SEO was that every time you would try a new trick, it would work for a while, and then Google would come back and punish you for it. Amen. Um, and uh, I, I wish I could find this site. There used to be one that you could look at every time they had a new, you know, Panda update or whatever it was, and you could see where your ranking went. And one of the things I noticed that with content, when I used that, um, there were some updates that I wouldn't get. Uh, rewarded for, you know, I wouldn't see a big uptick, but I never saw one that I got punished for. And podcast interviews, I tell you what, it one of the most striking things to me when we started using this strategy for our um, inbound marketing clients was the SEO value to it. And I didn't fully appreciate it, but every interview you do, typically they have show notes and they're leaving you, you know, um, links back to your website. And those are great links from authoritative sources in your niche, in your market there. And I think that's the kind of stuff that Google looks for. You know, it's a natural link. So I would much rather go on a podcast than trying to, to buy a link or trade a link. So I think, you know, SEO from that standpoint, there's some value with that also. There's a ton of value in that. And I think you, I mean, you bring up an amazing point that we're all fight because like one of the number one ranking factors is those backlinks and it can be very difficult to get valuable backlinks but here you are tom you have over 400 now because you've been on 400 podcasts so you have 400 people pointing back to your site it's awesome 
It, it, it came, uh, it wasn't by, uh, by design from the beginning. Uh, but to me, I, I, when people start talking about, well, are there a lot of um, listeners on that? Well, you know, there's a backlink that'll come from that also. And how many customers do you, do you need? Um, you know, if, if you need to close, you know, a thousand customers a day, well, maybe this strategy isn't for you. But if you're like most small businesses that just need that steady stream of good leads to work and great customers, I think it's a great way, um, a great, great way to feed the funnel. I totally agree. All right, Tom, I've used all of your time today. So I'm going to turn the remainder of the time back over to you. Tell us again how to find you more about Interview Valet and where we'll be able to find your book, Podcast podcast guest profits. Uh, Lindsay, thank you so much for having me here. And, you know, if you're listening to podcasts, this podcast right now, you know, the, the power of this, you know, that, uh, you know, in time, more and more people are going to be listening to podcasts. And I think that what you have to ask yourself is, are they going to be listening to you? Or are they going to be listening to your competitor? And there's different ways you can do that. You could be a host, you could be a guest, you could be both. But really take a look and say, how can I leverage this medium? And if we can help you in any way, uh, would love to do that. You can just go back to interviewvalet.com forward slash Lindsay, and that will have everything that we talked about here. I'll, I'll put up those uh, uh, the infographic on how to get on your first podcast, the 30-minute the training, even the checklist that I use here. And um, since the book will be out then, uh, I'll even put some stuff about the book up there also. Uh, so, you know, uh, one of my favorite quotes comes from Derek Sivers, who was the the founder of CD Baby, which is the precursor to iTunes. And he says, what's ordinary to you is amazing to others. So definitely share what you know and help other people. I love that. Thank you, Tom. There you have it, folks. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.